Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, hey, Waffle Gang, I do hope you are well. My name is Mark, and today we're checking out some more relationship stories. And if you do love a Reddit story, why not consider hitting the like, subscribe, maybe that notification bell too. Let's crack on with today's first story. And before we do get into the story, I do want to give you a couple of warnings that it does talk about controlling behavior and misogyny as well. So if you do want to skip the story, please feel free to do so. Timestamps are always down in the description and along the timeline below. Thank you. And it's titled, My 25 Female Boyfriend 33 Male Suddenly Told Me He Wants to Establish Traditional Gender Roles Once We Get Married. I've been with my boyfriend for three years now, and it has been wonderful. We've been talking about marriage lately as it felt right for the both of us. Over the course of our relationship, we often talked about what our goals are and what we wanted our future together to look like. I was always vocal about how I wanted a more equal, non-traditional relationship. We both work. We both don't want children. I expect to have a joint account with him and pay our expenses proportionally based on our income. I do make more than him, but I don't mind as I believe us to be a team. And for the last three years, he's agreed with me. Or so I thought. These past two to three weeks, we have been setting a timeline on our wedding plans and all. Basically talking about the concrete steps in little details. And so I asked him again how he wanted our marriage to be like, but in more detail. He suddenly told me that he wants us to have traditional gender roles. I was so confused. These past three years have not been that way. I am so confused how he just expects us to change after marriage. I've been dating him and wanting to pursue something serious with him because I love our current dynamic and he seemed happy too. I've made it clear since day one that I want to maintain what we have now until forever. He has never told me that was not the case for him. Now I feel tricked or lied to. He told me that although I make more of the income, he wants to be the man of the house, the leader, and so what he says goes. He has the final say in the decisions and I cannot be questioning him. I told him this will lead to me not being heard and miserable. It will make me feel less valued. He says it's the best way to avoid arguments. Sure, less arguments because what I think wouldn't matter but I will build resentment and then it's no longer a happy marriage. In my previous post, I mentioned that I've seen him binge watch alpha male podcasts. Ah, no. Recently, and I don't know if he has always thought this way or if it's recent. All I know is that my whole body is telling me this is not it. I cannot marry him. It sounds like trouble. But am I correct for thinking this way? I don't know why the last three years have been so wonderful that it's so hard for me to wrap my head around this. This sudden switch. Please give me some advice and courage there is just far too many red flags for me for this to continue he says he has the final say in decisions and i cannot be questioning him and then when you expressed rightly so that this is going to lead you to being not heard and miserable and feel less valued he says it's the best way to avoid arguments basically bow down and that 
Just feels like one of those times you just run. But Petey says, I would have laughed the entire time I packed. Brief Horror says, bow out now. Divorce is so much more expensive and difficult than just bailing now. When he's telling you exactly what he wants and you hate what he's saying. Three years wasted better than 10 or God forbid more. Lily says, it sounds like you never really knew him. He sounds like he's always been a misogynist. You just never got a clear and direct answer from him. You say you were always vocal about what you wanted, but was he? You never mentioned if he agreed with you. You said you asked him again, which shows you never had a solid answer, yet both still talked about marriage. Did you both agree on things, or was he passively acknowledging? This doesn't sound like a sudden switch. It sounds like he was passive, and now he's actively acting in his own best interest. It's just that it's come to crunch time. Maybe when you look back at your first interactions with him, you'll notice the pattern of passivity on his part. I'm not saying that this is the case or it's on you, but that the signs were always there. It's just not easy to recognize them. Women are specially conditioned to tolerate a lot of things because being single as a woman is the worst thing ever to alpha males as it happens. Be wary of what you think is right for you and what's expected of you to tolerate. OP says, I think you were right actually. There were many times he would just nod and I directed a question at him. He'd answer vaguely to kind of match mine and deflect. I think that made me think he agreed, especially since he never said anything opposing it, and he clearly knew my position. I think I just expected people to be honest, gave him the benefit of the doubt. I'm naive, I guess. Thank you for your response. Dwell said, This seems unrealistic. People change as they mature. Life and circumstances change. You need to be able to grow and change too. Opie says, of course, I meant it in the sense of the equality aspect of the relationship. That as we grow and we are thrown obstacles, we can still be a team and work things out. No one is below the other. Each person is valued equally, heard and loved. Mustang says, maybe go to counselling. Maybe watching these because he feels disrespect. Don't know, just must be a reason that he started listening to the podcast. This is a huge deal, so you need to figure something out or break up because these are two totally different mentalities in marriage. Nopi says, he's unfortunately not into the idea of counselling, although in the past three years, he said he was, but recently, his mind seems to have changed a lot. So OP updates the post and says, thank you for all your responses. I wanted to update you guys on what happened and hopefully answer some of your questions along the way. I luckily don't live with him or have any shared assets. He also did explicitly say that he expects me to continue working, so I guess he wanted the best of both worlds. And before we started dating was hesitant due to our age gap. I've heard horror stories, so I've been very careful about power dynamics. But he was amazing for the last three years, so I did put my defenses down eventually. My friends and family also liked him. They always said we genuinely seemed happy together and complimented each other well. On to what happened. He came over to my house the night I posted on Reddit, which isn't unusual. We spend most nights together after work. I knew I had to break up, but didn't know how to yet. I was still debating if I should ask him more questions or just end it, and if I end it, do I tell him everything or keep it concise? Luckily, he did not suspect anything so far, so it brought me some time to figure out my next step, I thought. As soon as he came in though, he tried to initiate intimacy, and I said no since I was not in the mood, understandably so. He got angry. He has never done this before. We have always had a very healthy, fulfilling sexual relationship. But now he kept trying to convince me to have sex with him and asked me where I was putting my need over his. But I can just force myself to do it for the sake of our relationship. I said that I wasn't feeling well. I know I shouldn't even have to justify though. 
He said that if I'm not feeling well, it's not an excuse. I was disgusted. I fell out of love that instant. I mean, I was already in the process of it, but this really did it. I also felt very unsafe. I stood my ground, told him that this is not consensual and that someone's health is more important than his need for sex. I kept repeating it until we eventually stopped pushing, but he didn't leave my place until an hour later. I was afraid to anger him again by telling him to leave, so I just stayed quiet doing stuff around the apartment until he decided to leave. Luckily, nothing happened to me, but wow. I told my friends and family everything. They support me in my decision to break up and helped me prepare my speech. I asked him to meet in a public space the next day, as one of the comments suggested. My friends were nearby, keeping an eye. He was still angry at me because I haven't been talking to him and I refused sex. He asked me why I expect him to take care of me when I'm unwell, but I didn't give him sex yesterday. I decided to not waste my breath in explaining something so basic. I went on with my breakup speech as prepared, where I told him everything, how disrespectful he's been, all the podcast stuff, etc. He suddenly looked so scared and begged me to take him back. He said he understands what I'm saying and that I'm right about the podcast and that he will work on it. He was trying to convince me not to break up, but I did not believe anything he said. I held my ground and told him there is no room for discussion. It's over. And I left. Now I feel a weight has been lifted, but I am also heartbroken. I know this was the right thing to do. I just feel defeated. I wake up so anxious and feel like crying constantly. I'm barely eating. I'm seeing a therapist next week to help cope. If you guys have words of encouragement and maybe success stories of meeting your person, I'd love to hear. Thank you all sincerely. You all help me in finding courage and strength in my time of need. And I'm super glad Opie got themselves out of that situation in the end. And our next story comes from the Today I Messed Up subreddit, which is Today I Messed Up by Getting Tested to Donate a Kidney to My Wife. From Throwaway, My Wife Is. And says... I decided to get tested to see if I could donate a kidney to my wife of six years. We have two kids together, four female, two male. My wife got sick just after our son was born and now is in need of a kidney transplant. We checked with her relatives and none were a match or a viable donor. Last week I got tested and I knew it would be a long shot so I decided to get tested to see if I could donate. I got a call the other day saying that I was a match. The doctor then said something about wanting to do additional testing due to some information from the HLA tissue test results. I didn't think much of it and agreed. Then the results came in and I was shocked and confused. He explained that because of how DNA information is passed down through generations, a parent to a child could have at least a 50% match. Siblings could have a 0-100% to match. It was rare to have a high match as a husband and a wife. I asked what does that mean? He said that my wife and I have an abnormally high match percentage. Long story short, we're related. No, I'm not kidding. I was put up for adoption before I was born, placed into a family that moved across the country. I knew I was adopted, but we didn't have any information about my bio family. It was a closed adoption. I met my wife by chance eight years ago. I was on a trip from work and she was working at the site I went to. We worked together for a week, we exchanged numbers and kept in touch. I was sent back there three more times that year and each time we became closer. I was given the opportunity to be transferred out there in a new higher paying position in a different department as hers and the rest is history. I don't know what to do moving forward but I know it may be wrong. She is my wife and the mother of our kids. This post is probably going to get removed but it's all true. Edit. Look at name. All of my family is from my adopted parents. My parents adopted me two minutes after I was born. Their name is on my birth certificate. 
have not told me anything about my bio parents and don't have any info. Her family is not a match as stated above. Most of her family has low match potential or can't donate due to medical or other reasons. I'm two years older than my wife. I do know that my wife was born when her parents were late teens. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. So two weeks later, Opie updates the post and says this is an update. The original was posted about two weeks ago. Yes, I know I misspelled across. Yes, I do have bad grammar and spelling. Yes, I am stressed and freaking out. Yes, I can play the banjo. No, there was no genetic test when we got married. Our state stopped that in the 1990s. No, my wife has never been stuck in the dryer, but she once got stuck under the bed. Joke. The reason I did not go into too much detail is to try to not be so specific that I or my wife might be recognized. Well, the front page of Reddit didn't help with that. Thank you all for your comments and feedback. I didn't respond to them, but I did read all of them. The reason her family couldn't donate was that most relatives had some medical issues that prevent them from donating. Examples, high blood pressure, diabetes, cancer, heavy drinkers, and more. The further out we tested, the less percent of a match. I wanted to be tested because we needed to find someone. The doctor said it would be unlikely, but wouldn't hurt to try. I was freaking out after I got the news and had to get outside advice. When the doc said that the percentage was abnormally high and that we might be related, I kind of zoned out and started to piece things together in my mind. My parents live a thousand miles away. They met my in-laws a few times, once at my wedding and when both children were born. My children are fine. My daughter is incredibly smart for her age. My son is a handful and healthy. The way my adoption worked was when my bio mum gave birth to me. I was checked out and put in a different room. I was there but don't know how it officially worked. From what my parents explained, they were in that room waiting. They never met my bio mum in person. My bio mum only had a profile and picked them out of many candidates. I called my parents and told them that I needed to know everything they know about my bio mum. They told me that they had limited knowledge. They said that she was a single mum that was 16 years old. The father was not in the picture. Also, I was born in a hospital one hour away from where my wife was born. Like I said, limited knowledge. Growing up, I didn't want to find out about my bio parents. To me, my parents were always my parents. I knew I was adopted and that it was a closed adoption. I figure it wouldn't matter long term. I'm not going to do an additional at-home DNA test through any of the traditional testing sites like 23 or Ancestry due to personal reasons, like the possibility of the family finding out. Doc said all of this to only me, not with my wife present. Some of the additional tests were done through the doctor, which was the CM test. I'm not an expert on DNA testing. He said it was like a 1,900 plus CM match. 
This basically confirms one of my bio parents is one of hers. It can also mean first cousins or aunt and uncle. I'm guessing her dad. When my kids were born, my parents brought photos of me as a baby and commented that I and my son looked a lot like my wife's dad. My son was easily explainable, but all three of us are a different story. I'm not going to bring this up ever. I might look at my father-in-law differently, but nothing will hopefully change. I hope none of the family goes on Reddit and connects the dots. I'm donating my kidney to my wife. We have started the full process. That takes time and a lot of preparation. I plan on talking to my wife after the surgery and after recovery. We'll decide what to do with our kids. If we're going to get them tested or ever tell them, I will not be leaving my wife. I love and will always be there for her. I made vows and I will keep them. I love her more than I would a half-sister. ETA, I do plan on telling her after the surgery. She is not doing well and I think this will be even harder on her. I would rather her know that I love her as a husband rather than flip her world upside down right before life-changing and dangerous surgery if something were to happen. Telling our kids is not a decision I'm going to make on my own. It'll be a joint thing after my wife knows. OP's next post starts off, again, English is my first language. I'm just bad at it. <laughs> People still think this is fake and that is okay. It's my life, not yours. In the long term, it only affects my life, not yours. Okay, first, my wife and I did go through with a transplant. We're both recovering slash have recovered well now. My wife is the healthiest she has been since just before our son was born. My profile has all the other posts, but since I posted this on my profile, you most likely are up to date. I've tried to write this update about a gazillion times. Hopefully I can finish this one and not miss anything and try to give details in order. This will probably be my only update. Thanks to the people who reached out and shared your personal experiences and advice with the transplant. It helped. So I kept to my original plan. I did not tell my wife about the possibility of us being related until after the surgery. Before the surgery, my parents came into town as soon as they could. It really helps having a big family support system like we have. The days leading up to the surgery seemed like there just wasn't enough time in the day for everything. With 900 doctor appointments, getting things prepared for worst case scenarios, researching setting up my parents and other family in our house to watch our kids, and just spending time together as a family. The doctors were fantastic and laid everything out in a professional but relatable fashion. They answered all the questions and concerns we had leading up to, during, and post-op. There were a ton of questions. It was one of the best feelings seeing my wife hopeful for the first time in a long time. I knew I wouldn't be able to live with myself if I took that away from her. In the days leading up, I decided I was going to write a letter to my wife if things went bad for me, but she survived. I wrote her six pages. I have small handwriting. In it, I told her how much I loved her, how much she changed me from the moment we met, how she was my universe, but also how sorry I was for keeping a secret from her and lying to her. We went into details of what I found out over the last week, how we might be related and all the evidence. I gave it to my parents to give to her if something were to happen to me but if we both didn't make it, then to read it with my in-laws. I also made other letters. The surgery went well for both of us. They said my organs look mighty fine. The transplant worked out rather quickly for my wife and her body accepted it. I ended up scratching my eye pretty bad and they put an eye patch on me. So when I saw my wife for the first time, her first words were, the doctors knew we were here for a kidney, right? Recovery overall sucks. There was virtually no position that was comfortable. Shout out to the persons who recommended sleeping in a recliner, using stuffed animals my kids picked out as comfortable pillows and more. 
I felt like a baby because my wife never complained and was healing well and taking it easy. Me, on the other hand, am not so smart and decided I should go against doctor's orders and did not take it easy and ended up having to go to the ER and have a secondary surgery to repair damages I caused. Please listen to your medical professionals. So OP does give us one more update and says, how to tell you what you'll really care about. During recovery, my wife got into TikTok slash Reddit. Oh dear. Well, after a time, she found a little post that made it way bigger than I ever intended. Looking back, I should have been more careful. Thanks for all the interaction and thanks to the ladies at Two Hot Takes. My wife loves you guys. During this time, she started to ask more in-depth questions about my adoption. My parents were still at the house at this point. Thanks for all the interaction and thanks to the ladies at Two Hot Takes. Great podcast on YouTube. My wife loves you guys. During this time, she started to ask more in-depth questions about my adoption. My parents were still at the house at this point. Parents answered all questions. My wife used the excuse of wanting to put a memory book together for our kids and wanted to include a family history of us growing up and including our parents who raised us. She knew most of this info but wanted more details. She asked her dad about more details of his childhood, how he met my mother-in-law, if my mother-in-law was his first relationship. She knew some but I was learning a lot. Also a reminder, my wife was born when her parents were older teens. I'm older than her. He said no, mother-in-law was not his first relationship. We ended up pulling out his old yearbook from his high school. And he showed us the girl who was his first real relationship. I knew she was probably my bio mum. I could see features that I have in her. He told us fond memories he had of her. He said the relationship ended because of her parents and he never saw her again. He tried finding out what happened to her but couldn't before the internet. Shortly after that, he asked out my mother-in-law and here we are. We got my father-in-law's side and then my mother-in-law said, now let me tell you how it really happened and proceeded to tell us a different story that was more believable. Nothing about all this was a red flag indicating that my wife knew my secret. But after that visit, I felt extremely guilty. She was healthier than she had been in years. Out of the major danger zone, so I had no real excuse not to tell her anymore. It took me two additional weeks to finally tell her. She noticed I was acting off and finally asked me if I was okay. I said I needed to talk to her about something serious, possibly life-altering and potentially a relationship-ending topic, but that I love her and will do absolutely everything she decided from that point forward. She told me that was not a good start to a conversation and asked if I wanted to try again. So I gave her the letter I had written before the surgery. She went from curious, happy crying, intense concentration unreadable. In my head, I basically handed her divorce papers and I would never see her or my kids again. Our life that we built just got nuked. I'm dramatic in my head. When I get nervous, I pace back and forth. When she finished reading it, she took a moment and came over to me, stopped me from pacing and said to look at her, smile with a genuine smile and said you are the dumbest smart person I know and kissed me. This started a long conversation. She came across my first post after the surgery and found it oddly specific to our situation. Even though I changed some facts and circumstances, she connected the dots. This started her trying to find out if it was true, if I would eventually tell her or continue to lie and hide it from her. She reassured me that it changed nothing in our relationship. She is my wife. I am her husband. She will always have a piece of me with her at all times. She said, like a bunch of comments, that she doesn't view it as wrong because we did not grow up together. We didn't know and it's a bit too late to back out now. We decided to have our kids do genetic testing when they are more age appropriate mainly for the unknown from me being adopted. We are not, for now slash possibly ever, telling anyone. 
We also looked up who we now suspect is my bio mum. What we found out was that she ended up passing a few years ago due to a drunk driver. Don't drink and drive. But I possibly have two other half-sisters. So I have dating options down the road if needed. Wife hit me when I told her this. Kids are doing really well. All they know is that mummy is doing better and enjoying spending more time with her and the extra energy and playfulness that she hasn't had in a while. They are doing really well. So all in all, the best case scenario happened. The only things I would change is if the doctors tell you to take it easy and give you proper medical advice. Follow it. Also, if you're keeping a secret from your wife slash SO, don't. They probably know already and it's just letting you keep digging the hole deeper. My wife and I are doing really well. You're probably the closest we have been in a long time. I asked her to marry me again. She said she would think about it. Pause for like five long seconds and of course, yes, I will marry you. I'm not as afraid as I was about family finding or seeing this post. I now have a goddess-like force to have my back if I slash we ever get questioned. We have made contingency plans. Like I said, I probably won't update again. I thank you all. Holy shit. <laughs> what a wild ride that was. But now, I'm going to turn this one to... Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. You guys, what do you guys make of this situation? Let me know your thoughts down in the comments below. And just, <laughs> and just a huge thank you from the bottom of my heart for getting involved in today's stories. Your love, your support, your time always means the absolute world to me. So thank you so, so much for being involved. And hopefully we'll see you in the next one. Take care and much love.